Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. I feel like that has become like my default intro. Welcome back to the podcast. Anyway, um, I have a very special guest today, as you can already imagine by the title of the episode. She is an entrepreneur. She is a creative. She she's a singer. Hey guys, let me just echo that one again because you know she's been giving us recently. But I digress. Um, <laughs> you might know her from Feldos. <laughs> you might hear that voice and be like, I don't hear that baby before. I have Ife. Hello. <laughs> so hi Ife. Girl, how you doing? <laughs> I feel like two of us as every time we're together, it's so bad that like I can't even do an intro properly. Like I can't. Yeah. I can't. See, the way this life is set up, we cannot take it too seriously. It's either we bant it or we bant it. You get so. That's all I do. Fact to me. But how are you? How are you doing today, girl? Surface answer. I'm okay, but how am I? Um, I'm overwhelmed. I'm not gonna lie. I'm very overwhelmed. Yeah. But like, this is like good overwhelmment. I don't know if that's a word, but that's a word now. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 2020 was very. It was, a, it was a very interesting year for everybody, but for me, it's yeah. like from the onset actually i'll just rewind to 20, 20 2019 2019 like i i had suffered from depression but the way i'm set up like i'm a very high functioning depressed person so i was working so like i could always use work to distract me from dealing um but then 2020 came i wasn't working so i didn't have any distraction and so like that's the per- I entered it, bro. Like, oh, I entered mm. it. It was different bouts of it, but people would see me, especially at church, and be like, "Oh, you're so bubbly. You're so this. You're so that. I love your energy." I'm like, Ugh. it's by the grace of God because <laughs> y'all don't even know like how many times I've cried this week. So let's not even. But I mean, things have gotten better. I've gotten various good news across the spectrum and various testimonies in my life. But um, well, I was still waiting for that job, you guess. I was still waiting for that job. But overall, it's, like, coming. it's coming. It has to come. It has to come. Like, listen, all the other testimonies have set the have set the, the tone for 2021. So I'm very expectant and very. Um, so I'm just like overwhelmed with gratitude to God for keeping me, because it was one of those things where it's like trigger warning, just trigger warning. One of the things where it's like. I didn't mind if I died. I, I didn't, yeah. It was one of those things where it's like, I didn't mind if I died. But, but thankful that God did not, you know, listen to me in that aspect. Didn't take it too literally. <laughs> yeah, literally. But I'm just thankful and I'm, I'm like over, overwhelmed with gratitude for even seeing 2021 and all the testimonies that I was able to bag by the end of 2020 and i'm just thankful to god for everything to be honest so yeah i'm i'm overwhelmed with gratitude so i'm good i'm really good i'm very glad to hear that and i'm i love you so much and i'm so happy again that god oh, you, you know um very very obvious i love you oh my god guys quick backstory to me and his relationship 
when I first met Ife, my first impression, Ife just, I don't think this is a surprising first impression, but my first impression mm-hmm. was like, who's this babe? That was my first impression. Who's <laughs> this babe? Who's <laughs> this babe? And I feel like Ife and I just started like coexisting in the same spaces a lot. Right. And it was like, I just said, like, out of nowhere, I just said seeing you in a lot of things. Mostly church, right? That's how I mm-hmm. obviously we met. Um, and it would be like maybe this event, maybe you'd be sitting near me, you drop one side joke, I react to it, like that type <laughs> of thing. And I feel yeah. like our, our energies just kind of like matched from right. a distance Definitely. because I don't think we've ever like been in like a situation together. Like outside of just, uh, mind you, our church is like thousands of people, right? So it's not as if you know, like, everybody that just goes to our church is, like, cool or whatever, yeah. but I feel like uh, we just kind of, like, you know, yeah, on the same frequency, right? Basically, like, we just kind yes. of... Yeah, and it's never, and it's never awkward, it's never, like, strange. It's always, it's it's literally yeah. always, like, oh my god, toast box! Toast box! <laughs> box! I literally get excited to see if I, like, there was oh, one too, man. that... I said hi to Ori, your sister, right? Mm. And like it was genuine, but then I had seen you and I just got so excited and like I kept on <laughs> thinking about it after that. Oh my god, was that rude? Because <laughs> I feel like we were like mid saying hi and then I saw you and I was like, yeah! No, no, my sister like, gets it. She you. she gets it that um this way and she <laughs> accepts me for who I am and accepts that we love that you know, quite a lot of people know me. And no, a lot of people say, oh, if you have a lot of friends, I'm like, uh-uh, let's not even get it twisted. I don't, like, obviously I have my really close friends and then I have like friends that we don't talk all the time, but it's like when we see each other, we pick up from there and their acquaintances. Yeah. I don't talk to Tosin all the time, but I can say that Tosin is my friend, but we don't talk all the time. And yeah, like, there hasn't even been a situation of... But it's like, you know, one of those, one of those things where I'm like, oh, Tosin, I just want to check up on you or whatever. Like, how you doing? Whatever, like, but... You yeah. actually do that, and it means so much to me because, yeah, one of those people that when you reach out to me, like, but I know it's genuine. Yeah. Like, I know... Like, there's no... Effect is 0% fake. Like, <clears throat> let me just tell you, effect <laughs> is 0% fake, and I love it, right? Like... You, what you see is what you get 100% authentic and yeah and I think maybe that's even one of the things that I really like enjoy about you is just the energy is just good right we know this life is stressful enough it is we don't need more stress it is honestly yeah, so, today right obviously we're just here we're talking casual conversation I really wanted to talk about just your experience with Nigeria and Canada because as you already know you know, the whole internet is riddled with Nigerians saying Canada in Jesus' name. <laughs> is this all that is cracked up to be? Is it? Or should people revise that fair point? Okay. So, I, funny enough, I'm just going to throw something out there before you get into it. Right. I don't know why not that many people pray for New Zealand. Because even me in Canada, if New Zealand is checking for me, I'm going to check for them. But Maybe that's a whole other topic. First, possibly. And I've been seeing a lot of threads about people saying, oh, why you should study in Australia. Your Australia loves to give Im- immigrants money, eh? So, I mean, <laughs> if you're listening and Canada, Kobosi, meaning if Canada is not working, you can 
want to go to school in Australia because they will give you money. Just the fact that you are there studying, yes. yeah, they give you money. So look into that. Do your research. I'm not an immigration consultant, so please don't ask me questions because I don't, I don't, I don't have the answer for you. But right. I, yeah. So my my journey in Canada, right? That's what you wanna, you know how how it's yep. how it's like. Okay, so I'm gonna start from like when I was in Nigeria, right? Um, I was. 14 when I left Nigeria, but I didn't come straight to Canada. My family and I moved to the UK and I was in the UK for about four, about four years. Then, oh, let's backtrack. Before we moved to the UK, my parents actually applied for the Canadian, to basically for us to come here. I don't know what it was at the time. I don't know if it was called Express Edge. I don't know what it was, but they applied for years. And it just wasn't coming through. But then my dad applied for another program, the highly skilled migrant programs, HSMP to the UK. And we got it and we moved to the UK. And honestly, the culture shock, oh my days. Oh yeah, moving from Nigeria <laughs> to the UK was, I don't know man, it, oh, it was a lot. And it's crazy how you would see Nigerians there that like I guess their parents were Nigerians but they were born here or they left Nigeria when they were like maybe three they see you and they call you a freshie and it's like what we eat the same soup at home why are you chatting like <laughs> what is your problem like I'm sure like let's not like let's all have sense and I don't know it the UK wasn't very welcoming in my own opinion and a few things happened to me in the UK and I kind of need a fresh start so when my father came and said you know the Canadian um, program had come through and did we want to move or we wanted to stay here. I jumped at the opportunity. I was like, I want to go. Like, I need a fresh start. So I was the first one to leave out of my siblings and um, I landed. I know everyone was like, oh my gosh, she's from, she's British and da-da-da. Oh my God, oh my God, we like you. And it, was, it was different. And so obviously, me, I can't switch my accent on demand right like if you even right. listen closely like even when i was talking about the uk and moving like my accent kind of changed but sometimes there's just some words that i say that are just like for example when i say word work um i don't know there's just some words that i say that are very like they sound very british and not canadian anyway mm. i digress very <laughs> yeah it's just, it just pops you know and so we moved here and then well, I moved here first and it was very interesting to see how I was embraced. No one was like, it was just different. Like the difference was clear. Like I, I feel like I was embraced off the back, but then I don't know if it's because I just moved from the UK. So they didn't necessarily see me as quote unquote, a freshie. I don't know. Yeah. So that's something that I, I didn't really care to find out. I just knew that they liked me and I was loving that energy and I, you know, I, I so took it. When you when you moved here, were you going straight into uni or oh, what was okay. so landed here? Okay, so I landed here at 17 and in the UK I had just finished my year 12, my first A-levels. And so I did year 12 again here. So I did grade 12 again. Um, and then... Right got into I graduated I got into Sheridan to study information security but then 
I, I guess I was friends with people that made me think that college was for people that weren't smart. And I allowed that to get in my head. And so I declined the offer and went to do grade 12 again so I could do a calculus so that I could go to university. Biggest mistake of my life, but <laughs> honestly, biggest mistake of my life because I know that I could have been making bank now, I could have been woman in tech by now, but here we are. But well, thankfully, though, Texas. Do you, do you understand? But thankfully, though, 10 years after, which is 2020, I got accepted into a program, a cyber security acceleration training program at Rice University. Over 600 people applied and 63 people got in and I was one of the people that got in. So you already know. Yes. If you already know. Yes. So I'm excited. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to be a tech girl soon. <laughs> so we I'm excited about that. So I guess hindsight 2020, it came round, and I'm so thankful for that second chance. So I, I, so I did do high school for a year and a half, I would say, and then went to university. I went to McMaster University. I did not enjoy it one bit. I'm not going to lie, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is. That's, that's like an interesting journey. But to your point about, you know, feeling accepted, I will say that Canada tends to be more accepting of immigrants, especially this part of Canada, right? Like in Ontario, because it's so multicultural. Yeah. Like my own very first experience getting like off because when I moved here, I had never been to Canada before. So I had been to the States a lot and I had been to the UK a lot. So I just assumed it was like America because like that was the impression I had of Canada. And then I remember my first impression was why are there so many accents like literally in the airport I was like yo like it was the weirdest thing and I think it was a very interesting thing for me to notice Mm -hmm. but like compared to every airport I'd ever been in and I've been in you know my fair share of airports like I had never heard that many accents in one room especially because you know typically it'll be many tourists but then all the officials sound the same but this one, I was seeing, you know, Indian people, yeah. white people, black people. Like, it wasn't like... It was very diverse. Yeah, the diversity, like, hit me right away. Like, and then even going to the hotel that I stayed in when I just came, like, I remember people were just nicer than I expected. Mm-hmm. And not the stereotypical, like, oh, Canadians are nice. I don't think that is 100% true. I think mm-hmm. Canadians are polite. Right. Um, I don't know if nice is necessarily the word like i feel like um yeah canadians tend to be in my opinion very you know polite or whatever mm-hmm. but yeah that was the very first thing that i encountered so i would say and compared to like the uk from my few visits and things i've seen with like other friends and family like the uk can be a bit much like right. i feel like there's so much of a food chain in the sense that there's racism girl so like there's white or black <laughs> And then there's in the black community, there's African, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, or and one thing I noticed. Sorry, one thing I noticed with those in the UK is like even people that I knew were Nigerian were claiming to be from Jamaica. I'm like, this guy's name was um I don't even know what his name was. I think his name was Dimeji. He's like, Oh, my name is Jerome. I'm like, What? Ah. I'm like, no, there was a lot of that. <laughs> a lot of people did not it's actually mad, a lot of people did not want to be nigerian like oh yeah i'm dj but you can call me jerome it's like bro your name is dimeji like let's let's actually have sense now like a lot of people wanted to disassociate from the nigerian heritage that's one thing i noticed in the uk off the back 
me. I think from a distance too, I've also seen that there's like um, West African versus East African. East African being more desirable than West African. I, I might be wrong, right? But mm. I've kind of picked up on I don't know how true it is. Um, but yeah, it, it's wild. And I think that it's border, uh, it, it borders on the lack of community, right? Because, like, I think even here, there's more of an East African community than there's a West, a West African slash Nigerian oh, community. Yeah, for sure. Like, there's a lot of us, <clears throat> right? Everybody, you know, kind of does their own thing. Like, we'll be individually nice to each other. I mean, me, I'm now speaking about my own perceptions, but obviously, mm-hmm. I need to, you know, get back to what you, you've experienced and what you think, but. I feel like there's a lot of us and you know individually where a lot of us are nice mm-hmm. but that sense of togetherness you know like the way you see like indian communities or like i said east african communities like somali communities right. ethiopian communities like you don't really have that with nigerians i can't speak for Ghanaians much i guess there are not that many Ghanaians here mm-hmm. um they are but like i not, feel like the Ghanaians have like community actually from what i've heard it seems like they do yeah. have community yeah quite a bit but you know i'm not I, I i wouldn't know um with 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 the nigerian community though i feel like now people are trying to there's a lot of like oh nigerians nigerian immigrate immigrants connect and there's a lot of like whatsapp groups for people that are newly newly um landed in canada so that you know they you can help them navigate so i feel like there was that gap maybe a couple of years ago excuse me Mm. it's a frog in my throat (laughs) but like now there's more of you know access to resources for nigerians because other nigerians and there's always this notion that people had is like oh since because i did security job you have to do security job because i suffered when i landed you have to suffer Mm. i'm not gonna help you but um and i feel like that's really bad but when i landed i landed in in our family friend's house my late auntie's house and Salah, God rest her soul. I felt community there. Like honestly, the Nigerian community in Oakville, Lord God. Yes. Girl, oh my God, yes. Shall we get into it? Because I'm ready to go. <laughs> oh my God, yes. Like actually get into it because I'm in Burlington right now, right? And yeah, this no, there is the, the Nigerian community in Oakville, they are popping, okay? And I don't even want to say probably maybe it's because there's a lot of them are quite wealthy and they have As connections. Say, it's a rich auntie community. Yeah. That's what I, lo- I literally I love it. Saying. Girl, I love it. Like, I aspire to that. It's like, whoa. Yep. When you go for all these, like, events, you just be seeing all the cars in the driveways, like, just a line going down. Just like, oh, <laughs> money do. Hey. Money do. And I used to love going to my auntie's house for Christmas. Like, we used to get like nobody was in the kitchen cooking like the food was already made i should order food and everything and just even other events that i've gone to or other like family gatherings or friends gatherings that i've gone to yeah. in oakville my girl who these come and all of them are like this is their doctors or lawyers and i'm just like eh? so you people are like this but it's like i like that and i and and, and i get that obviously there's the privilege aspect of it but and I don't know about the other communities because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not privy to it. But the people that I know, the friends that I have that live in Oakville, it's very, I love to see it vibe that yep. I get. 
they no they definitely I've, have I've met so many people like from people that I know directly to just people that I've seen around mm-hmm. at different events even to there was this point where I was when I was working in retail that I had a customer like husband and wife coming with their child and you know they were from Oakville mm-hmm. and even the way they were you know the perfume everything oh, it's different and, like, the vibe is solely dope. and I remember the wife wanting a dress and saying it's really extra so she's not sure and then like a few weeks later the husband comes back and he's like oh thank god it's you like that dress my wife really like like i want to buy it for mm-hmm. her and this guy just like, casually like when they came they didn't check the price tag spent 700 dollars randomly buys a random yeah. dress in a random store and i was yeah. like like that hey. is the dress i aspire to have okay like i don't want very I aspirational i don't even want to be thinking hmm, how much is in the account how much did i get paid we have to calculate this obviously i'm like you know spend wisely but for them to just spend 700 dollars without thinking about it you already know that they're pretty comfortable like yeah. more than comfortable actually more than comfortable but i landed in oakville and i felt very um connected to the oakville community um the nigerians in the oakville community um and most of them have been here for like years 10 years 20 years 15 years like you know they were like like more like the ogs right um but then when i moved to mississauga i don't know i didn't necessarily feel that community here maybe because a lot of the people in Mississauga that I saw that were Nigerians, a lot of under were my age were more students and were more immigrants and like so international students. And so I guess their own struggles were not necessarily my struggles. And yeah. I couldn't connect with that. I mean the people in church, yeah, we say hi here here and there and we became, I guess, acquaintances, well, some of them, but for the most part, it was just very difficult. Um I people think that i make friends easy but the thing is i don't i i'm i'm not as welcoming as people think i am um and for me and it, it's crazy to because it was this year or even last year that i realized all of this like i'm very to myself but people don't know this and i feel like the times where i was very like so out there and so like oh my gosh you will see me you will know that i'm here was because i wanted people to like me and i've gone to a point in my life where it's like honestly if you like me if you like me don't like me that's the best place to be that's actually your business i don't care and right now i'm in my element where it's like i don't do the most anymore i used to do the absolute most like absolute like Twitter days DCMD don't cheese me dog that was my name like I was I was very I was very like out there it's like you you hear what I have to say and right now I'm just like I really don't care if you don't hear what I have to say to be honest like what matters are my friends and you know if if you know as long as I have my friends and my family I'm good I don't necessarily care for like outside validation as I used to and I remember when I first moved to Mississauga, like I, I felt very out of touch with everybody because I felt like, you know, the international students had something in common. Even when I was at Mac, because I moved to Mississauga and I was going to Mac as well. Um, I felt very yeah, out that's of touch. a lot. For context, guys, um, Mac is in Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> Mississauga <laughs> is 
I don't know how to like describe this to people who aren't familiar with like Ontario geography, but just know it's a few cities away, not yeah. like towns away. It's a few yeah. cities away. Yeah, it's it was um, and this is my second year. First year I stayed in Hamilton. You know, I tried to join some. You know, I joined the African Students Association first of all, and see, oh, it it was it was. I don't know. I didn't enjoy it, and that's when I knew that the divide was there. Was it? It, it yeah. was no. It was the African Caribbean. Yeah, it was the African Caribbean, and that's when I knew that there was levels to being black. Okay, I just knew. I was like, yeah, no, yeah. I. Yeah, I was. I actually want to get into that because that thing you brought up about okay, like the minute you said okay, like I said, like my mind went to like Christian community, mm-hmm. and even when I think about Nigerians in Canada, I think that that's a huge thing is nigeria is such a divided nation not just by tribe but also by class Mm -hmm. so a lot of the people that you will encounter that are also nigerian here in canada like like there's this thing my friends say canada is a leveling ground oh it is so there's a lot of people you will encounter here that in a million years like let's not even use you and them you their parents and your parents would Mm -hmm. never meet yeah oh like Oh, your sure. parents and your parents would never meet so like even when you want to have certain conversations you realize hmm you know i have a lot of privilege like or you know like it, it could be the reverse where you're like oh wow there's levels to this thing yeah. right like you find people even trying to downplay how wealthy they are Sid. you know there's, oh my gosh yeah like I there's things where you see with international students you know international students where um everyone is complaining about money and you know you're the only one that feels left out i remember when i was in utm right and in my circle at utm there was this girl whose dad worked for cbm so money was not by any stretch of imagination her problem you know in terms of meal plans she was on the biggest meal plan um everything was paid for really and truly right and there was you know a few of us that just didn't have that luxury and you know like me for instance like me and this girl are not in the same income like um money you know brackets whatever but then there's people that even i can relate to because it's like when they tell me what they went through to get to canada i'm like bro are you serious like i met someone that came in as a refugee and i was like yeah i don't i don't i can't like you know relate to this Mm -hmm. right so I think that that is definitely part of the issue and uh, the other side of that is also like life stage in terms of when you move to Canada right. right so there's people that are moving to Canada like when they're much much older there's people that are moving you know right out of school ready to work blah 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 there's people that are moving here for school so the international student bracket which I guess is the predominant mm-hmm. population of Nigeria and Canada and then you now have people that they didn't even move here by themselves, right? Like their parents moved here with them. Yeah, that when was they were mine. Really young, when they were like, yeah, so someone like you, um, someone maybe that even moved younger, like 12, 10. Yeah. Like, think People of the age if you came. Yeah. And then there's now the bracket that ha- some of them have never been to Nigeria. It's just mm. like, been to Nigeria, been to Nigeria. So it's almost like a competition of how Nigerian are you, what's the real measure of Nigerianness in a sense. Right. Like, who do you get like so I, I see sometimes that people that um were born here because the thing about Canada in my opinion is that no matter how long you stay here 
and maybe things are changing now but no matter how long you stay here there's that sense of this isn't exactly my home mm-hmm. does that make sense like n- maybe not home home maybe like an exaggeration but again right like we're, we're talking about different levels to being black different levels to um you know your ethnicity right and i feel like yeah, those never going to be white. Like, I think is what I'm trying to say here. Like, right. They're never going to be white, and you never like even like the Caribbean. The Caribbean in Canada experience is very different. So there's no washing that Nigerianness off. Is essentially right. what I'm getting, you know. And I feel like th- there tends to be like a sense of longing of wanting to feel like you know you are connected to who you are. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And I oh, feel yes, like for sure. lots of people who are born born here they really struggle with that you know like i see people who are born here who kind of have a nigerian accent and it's the most fascinating thing you know because it's like people from home are trying to lose their accents people here are trying to gain it right (laughs) right where is the where's the silver line so i think i think it's definitely like a thing that that's um you know class divide um and the trying to bridge experiences but i think for you specifically it's interesting because you were in a city that was predominantly international students right like there's no i, I can count the number of people like pat like i don't think there, there's that many nigerians over 40 in in mississauga actually like, very you know there's actually I, I realized that now a lot of families like at one point when they landed they landed in mississauga and um the the nigerian community in mississauga was getting larger and larger and even in my building when we first moved there was one nigerian family that we met here um after that there was maybe like four or five more that came and as i was leaving another one was moving in so it's becoming it's, it's becoming broader but also there is obviously that you have um, the indian people as well and you have um pakistani right. people as well and you have people from bangladesh as well and then you have um people from from um the asian countries as well so it's like it's the diversity is a lot but even within that, that diversity, the subsects, they're also a lot too. And it's just actually very mind-blowing to me. I'm just like, but how do we all how do all of us fit in this place? <laughs> I don't understand. It's it's such a mess. It, it well, is. Well, maybe not like a mess, but no, it is, it is. Oh, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> because <laughs> one thing it's made me though, it's made me very <sighs> more tolerant of people mm. it's maybe more tolerant i don't want to like maybe accepting is probably the word i'm looking for but there are some things that i'm just i beg I, I cannot but it's made me very i guess accepting of people and made me realize that listen, not everyone is like you not everyone was raised like you and everyone was brought up like you not everyone got here yeah. like you. yeah but, i feel like nigeria as a nation and Maybe maybe I shouldn't generalize. Maybe I should specify into like 
Lagos, Abuja, that that lifestyle, like mm. within Lagos and Ogun State and all these um cities, like the major cities. I feel like mm. there's a very um what's the word when you're carrying your shoulder, basically. Iberaga. You can't yeah. sit with us. Yeah, there's yeah. like Iberaga. Like you can't there's this you can't sit with us. Mm-hmm. Um nature Mentality. that you yeah. know, Nigerians mm-hmm. Nigerians tend to have. And it's also like if you're if you're back home, there's a lot of things you hear. Like I remember like even before moving to Canada, like I already had judgments about, you know, people because if Nigerians back home would judge Nigerians abroad, mm-hmm. they would judge foreign cultures. They will judge, you know. There's, there's all these things, right? There's all these things that are so ingrained in our culture, even from like the, you know, adults. Like, you can't do your hair a certain way. You can't, you know, this person is irresponsible. It's like all these judgments, like. And then even going into more granular stuff. I remember there was this conversation ongoing for a while, and I think people don't really talk about it much. But around the time I was finishing secondary school, there was a notion of people who had Nigerians who had foreign accents were fake. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's so interesting how we're able to make these judgments about things that are so foreign to us, you know? Right. Because I feel like that accent switch is... It is a... I don't know. First of all, it's natural because I never... for Like me specifically, as an example, I never sat down one day and said, oh, let me start to amend my accent. Mm-hmm. But over time, I noticed that, you know... I do sound different sometimes. <laughs> do, you do usually. <laughs> I do usually. You know, I think the, the day I realized that I was back when I was working retail, where I was mm. in the store and I was, you know, helping customers out. And I was, the, the store I was working at that time was really chill. So I think I picked my brother's call. And it was, it was that hearing myself switch my voice. Like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, hey, my brother's name is Shabu. Hey, Shabu Hafa. And then, oh, hey, would you like to buy that? Like, it's, it's, Sorry, that was a very British accent, but I I just feel like I, my voice, you know, started to change naturally. But where I'm going with this is, in when you're in Nigeria, you have no idea what that you know relationship is like. You know, being mm-hmm. in a foreign in a different country with a foreign accent, um, you don't realize that one. In many cases, of course, naturally, you know, you don't realize that sometimes it's a necessary evil in the sense that you know to be accepted in certain spaces or to you know kind of blend in as need be you mm-hmm. need to sound a certain way right. um and i remember then you know there'll be all these conversations about mm, how, how long has she even been in this country that she's sounding like this like there were all these things right, and right. I feel like even to date like that that conversation does not predominant anymore but today there's so many things like that that nigerians tend to say that put all this pressure on us like from when we're at home so mm-hmm. when you come here at least like to your point right like i feel like there's that le- learning and unlearning of oh yeah for sure i can't just write people off right mm-hmm. like i'm going to say this i'm going to sound very wrong um but it's fine <laughs> i remember in <laughs> i remember when we were back home there was this notion of indian people that was born out of Bollywood movies, right? Mm-hmm. And in many situations, those notions were condescending. Right. Now I'm in a you know environment where I'm in an environment where there's a lot of Indian people. Right. And I'm, you know, I mean this is very obvious, but I'm realizing Indian people aren't jumping all the time. Right. <laughs> like and <laughs> they're not dancing all the time. And when you think about it, it's silly because, you know, like 
you watch all these there was, there was that movie three something i can't remember that was in, an, an indian movie okay Bollywood movie and you make all these assumptions about indian people based off those movies right but if people made assumptions of about nigerians of nollywood movies we'll break their head now exactly do you know what I mean? <laughs> so i i think yeah like that's very interesting that you brought that up because i've also had to learn to be more accepting mm-hmm. you know i've learned that there's many things like i remember like they used to say that oh white women are all straight white women are all straight and while obviously black women tend to be curvier there's you know like different body types in different communities right and i've learned to be accepting of all of them you know i've learned you know this vision of what looking white is and what looking black is um all these you know still there's so many silly things like that i've you know unlearned that white people aren't smart because listen you will come to a country and to humble you right hmm. like while there's a lot of africans that are highly intellectual there are people of every race every ethnicity that are intelligent you know like oh, yeah it's the same way yeah you think oh all asians are smart but that's not true mm-hmm. um yeah that's not true so i think like it's it is one thing that that you you have to go through is on learning all the because nigerians are very critical people like oh my said, very critical very with us. and if you stick with that mentality and you move here as an immigrant especially with the lack of community mm-hmm. not even just lack of community it's also the fact that canada is so big that even let's even assume that oh there's a very rich you know community of nigerians where you are and where the nearest nigerian is like or the nearest welcoming nigerian should see is it might be far apart yeah. right? like when you actually need something there and then there might be nobody near mm-hmm. you that is nigerian that is willing to help you like the closest the first people that i remember when i went to utm right like the very first people i even made friends with weren't nigerian right like i knew the people at utm that i knew before coming there but we hadn't spoken in years so it wasn't immediately that i was able to build a relationship but i had a white roommate Mm-hmm. Like okay, like <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm going to talk to her because you know, she's not Nigerian. <laughs> I was in classes with a lot of people that were you know from different cultures, and the ones that you know I formed relationships with really early on were Indian. So it's like yes. it's funny that you know we have that mindset. Anyway, I wanted to get into ah, this one is kind of big. Okay. I wanted to get into DC. Okay. Again, girl. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because you know, Twitter. Um, <laughs> as much as Canada in Jesus' name, we also hear that dating in this part of the world, as in Nigeria, is the ghetto. Yes. So I just want you to, you know, share it. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I do have power. Oh so I would say that I have never really had a boyfriend in this country. But have I been in a relationship or relationships while I was in this country? Yes. Hey guys, Toast here. Just me. No, if uh, very sure you got really excited to hear if they're talking about, you know, she's been in a relationship, but has she had a boyfriend in this country? No, okay. If you want to know more, you're gonna have to check back next week. Because one thing about Ife and I when we're together is we be talking. So I felt like this episode was a little too long. Um, so I had to 
split it into two. So next week we'll be back with more of a fair. So please, please, please make sure you keep an eye out for that. In the meantime, connect with me on social media at toast underscore Adini on Twitter and toast.adini on Instagram. And if you want to, you know, see more Ifair, you know, in between now and next week or hear more Ifair, you should definitely, definitely, definitely follow her on social media as well. On Instagram, give me one second. I'm about to pull up her handle because I actually don't know if it's handle offhand. Embarrassing, but okay. <laughs> you should follow her on Instagram at ifair on a So it's i f e e dot a on Instagram, and you should also follow her on Twitter. Um, I don't know if she really promotes her Twitter, but I feel like that's where you get to see ifair in her full element and it's la reina if ife which i believe means the queen ife we all must agree by now um so that's l a r e i n a i f e underscore la reina ife underscore so go follow ife she is amazing and very sure you guys enjoyed hearing her just she's such a ball of energy and joy and i loved you know having this conversation with her and there's so much more amazing stuff in the second part of this feature so definitely definitely do not miss that and you know we'll catch up monday 12 p.m next week you know how we do all right have a great great rest of your day guys and bye